look at your schedule and it will show you what your actually what what your actual priorities are in your life. And I looked at my schedule and I was like, if somebody looked over my shoulder and looked at my schedule, there is no chance in hell they would say that my family is a priority. Because if my family is not happy and I'm not serving them first, then then um, I'm not going to show up as the best coach and the best business owner that I can be either. So that's what that's what I'm doing right now. This is the Becoming a Better Man podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jason Wright, where we talk about real men with real feelings, all sharing our search to become the best version of ourselves possible and what it takes to get us there. guys. Welcome back to the Becoming a Better Man podcast. I'm your host, Jason Wright, and I've got a very special guest today. Um, on with me is Josh Payne. He is, uh, uh, we, we know each other because we're both physical therapists. Um, but, but more than anything, aside from whatever Josh is doing as an entrepreneur, as a physical therapist, um, as a person of influence, uh, I wanted him on here because of who he is is a man. I've gotten to know Josh really well over the last couple of years, and we've been able to have some really uh, insightful conversations that I know each and every one of you out there that listens to this podcast or catches the replay of this video on YouTube, you will benefit from it. And uh, so again, without too much pomp and circumstance, uh, Josh, I want to go ahead and, and welcome you to the podcast. And I really appreciate you coming on today, man. Yeah, Jason, thank you so much, man. And I'm, uh, I'm pumped to be on and, and, to, and to talk about some things with you. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you so much. I want to uh, go ahead, though, because I'd feel terrible if I didn't. Um, tell us a little bit about, you know, just kind of real quickly, who you are and what it is that you do. Yeah, so I'm an online business coach for physical therapists. And basically, I teach physical therapist with, with my business partner to basically uh, enjoy physical therapy the way that they envisioned when they came out of school. Um, our job is to basically help them to create the practice of their dreams. And that's what we do and what I'm blessed to do on a regular basis now. Um, uh, and basically what led to that real quickly was I was a previous practice owner and I loved what I did, but then realized that I love helping people um, to achieve success in their own life even more than that. So uh, basically sold that practice. And now I, I 100% full-time um, help people online to grow their businesses. That's awesome. That's awesome. And guys, I'll tell you just from, from an inside slash outside perspective, um, Josh is great at this. And uh, what, what he and his, his partner, David, are able to do is it's changing lives by the day. And so um, I, my, my hope and not even a hope, I know it's going to happen, but just, I know that just from what his story is and his perspective and what he's going to share with us today, that's going to also help change somebody's life out there that might happen to hear this recording, but it's going to be in a different way, but it's going to be in a way that's going to have an exponential influence in your life. So, um, that being said, I want to go ahead and kind of lead into some stuff. So now we've talked about what you do. I want to talk a little bit about how would you describe yourself? 
How would I describe myself now? Um, well, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and say this, Jason, because we talked about this pre-podcast is I'm, I'm 32 and I feel like that I finally figured out who I am. Um, and yeah, I'm, a, I'm a dad to a, a year and a half year old named Hudson. Um, I'm a husband to my wife. Um, and I would consider myself a devout Christian and working towards that area as well. But basically, um, that's my life in a nutshell is, is caring for our little boy, being the best husband that I can to my wife and running our business and making an impact as much as we can to business owners. Um, that's kind of me in a nutshell and what I'm working towards every day to become better at. Mm. Yeah, perfectly said, man. So while you were talking, that got me thinking, um, because I, I can I can see the passion um, in how that excites you to talk about being a father and being a husband and being somebody that can make an impact in the lives of others. Has has that always been the case or is that something that you didn't really find until you hit your 30s? I didn't, I didn't find it until I, until I literally hit the age of 30. Um, and I'll actually dive into that because this will be helpful for your podcast is I really hit a point and, and for any of you guys listening to this podcast, you may relate with this story is I was 29 and going on 30. And for me, that was a very big light bulb moment for me, to be honest, I was just asking myself the questions of, you know, what the hell am I doing with my life? And just to give you a little bit of context, like I was a business owner at this time. I own my own concierge practice. Um, I was doing my thing. I didn't have a son yet. I was uh, married to my wife of, of about two years at that point, but I'm about to turn 30. And I found myself in my car about to go see a patient one day. And I'm just like, what am I doing? Like, what's my purpose? Why does, why does God have me on this earth? What, what am I even working towards? Is it just to make more money or what, really what, what is it? Like, I don't even know my purpose. I love seeing patients, but I think I, I might have even more of a drive just to make money and to serve my family. And that's not doing me any good. That's not serving anyone. And so there was like this big moment for me. And it, all it really was, was just realizing that I was about to turn 30 and saying, okay, I need to have some type of direction. I need to get my shit together without, without a better word. Sorry. I, I, no, you're I, fine. I'm assuming that we can say that on this podcast. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, we, um, we keep it real. Here. But, <laughs> yeah, I figured, but, but yeah, that was really the moment. And, and, and since then I've had a lot of growth in the last two years, just by contemplating that one, that one question. Mm. Wow. Yeah, that's, um, I, you know, I, th- I think that's a turning point that, that a lot of us face and, 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 you know, maybe, maybe that was something that you had battled with. Cause I know for me, maybe that was something that you had kind of battled even before 30, you know, like maybe there was some sort of mm-hmm. inner, um, how, how, how could I describe what my experience was? It was just this in mind. I noticed it around 28 was that there was some sort of unease like brewing inside and something just didn't, something just didn't feel right, but I had no clue what it was. And, um, and, and you hit the nail on the head because it's like that light bulb moment hits and it's like, it's what's my purpose. Yeah. And 
Um, I'll also say this, that I had, you and I have talked about this before, Jason, but I've got a very similar, very similar past in that, um, you know, from probably the age of 23 to 29, 30, um, had quite the history of (laughs) partying, um, saying things I didn't mean, arguments, fights, like all the above, man, just like, just like, you know, someone who's just like dealing with internal battles on a regular basis. And now that I look back to that younger self, that's what I realized. It's like, I wasn't happy. I had no idea what I was doing. I would drown my sorrows with alcohol. I would, I would only hang out with people that basically drank with me. Um, and that was my, my life in college, really, even through PT school, dude, like even through PT school, getting my DPT, that's what I did. Um, and so I, but, but then I also think of all the hurt that I caused by conversations, arguments, bad things I said to people, um, you know, uh, hateful things that I said to people, especially under the influence of alcohol and now reflecting back, it's like, yeah, I wasn't happy with who I was. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know the direction that I was going. And that's, that's what's gotten me to, to, to where we are now, where I'm actually willing to have this conversation. Because if you even would have asked me two or three years ago, I probably wouldn't even been willing to have a conversation like this because I didn't think that anything was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so I know we, I know we jumped in uh, kind of hot, but uh, I'm just, I'm just kind of laying it all out there. Yeah, no, I love it, man. I love it because that's, that's, uh, that's the real, you know, like that's the real stuff. That's the real conversations that, that we need to have. Um, I, dude, I, it's, it's so crazy because you, you said something there at the end about how, you know, asking you two or three years ago, you wouldn't have, have even admitted it because here's the thing is that, do you think that you would have even thought it would be possible to have seen the other side of it? You know, that there was a other, a better side, a higher level of yourself side to come through and see and witness and live or, you know, because you don't want to face that you're in a, a shit situation and own up to some right. stuff that you don't really know if it's going to benefit you anyway. Right. So just suck it up. You got it. Yeah. And, and I think that's what, you know, sometimes, you know, I, I grew up in, in Texas and, and nothing against my parents, but I feel like that's almost just kind of like the, the attitude that I, I grew up in sports and, and I grew up to just be tough, right? Just be tough and, and not to um, not to show any weaknesses and to excel on an extremely high level. Like that was that was the environment that I grew up in. Um, and, 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 and having that carry over into not showing, not showing emotions in my, you know, in my twenties going into my thirties, um, really got me into, you know, some trouble. Mm. Yeah. I hundred percent can not just like see the transformation in you from, from how you describe your former self, but I, you know, like you said, we've, we've lived that same that same uh, struggled past in that man, just so many people. And and here's the hard part too, is having the the ability to forgive yourself um, is mm. something that isn't spoken enough about because I, there's still times where I'll think about just like, man, all the people that I hurt along the way, because I was hurting. Like that's mm. not fair to them. 
No, no, it's, it's, it's not. And actually, you know, even, you know, the people closest to us, right. Um, I actually recent, uh, we're talking about two weeks ago, mm. had a conversation with my mom and, uh, we talked about some of the, the hurtful things that I had said, you, you know, a few years ago. Um, and she said, they're still, you know, they're still like scars. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, you know, apologized for, and really just owned up to it. And it felt really good. And she was really appreciative of that. But, uh, you know, it's, it's stuff that, you know, sometimes you can't take away and you've got to be, you've got to become okay with that mm-hmm. and, uh, and move forward and, and move forward in a, in a positive light, you know, on your, on your journey. But yeah, I, similar to you have said, you know, I've got a troubled past and I know that you and I connect and having, you know, kind of uh, a, a fatherly figure that wasn't so much a fatherly figure. Right. And, uh, and, and I think, I think that led to it almost to like this rebellion stage, right. Yep. Where it's just like, uh, you know, I'm angry at the world type of thing and yeah. I'm gonna do what I want to do. So, yeah. yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly right. And it's this whole thing, you know, and, and I actually, I went out for a run. Um, uh, I think it was last, last Thursday. And I had this revelation because I don't know if I was just, just like some days I just have a bad day and I can't explain it. It's just sometimes my mindset is in this place of nobody thinks you can do it. You know, like nobody believes in you, even though there are people that like, we know there's people that believe in us, but that, that whole mindset of like, I almost feel like if I'm not making enough progress in my life, whether that be with my business or my personal growth or whatever, that if I don't keep that chip on my shoulder, then I'll lose my momentum. Ooh, yeah. I don't know if yeah. that's something that you've ever been able to, to notice in yourself that like you have to keep that little chip somewhere. Otherwise you get too comfortable and you stop pushing. Yeah, most definitely. And, and I can even expand on that. If I don't feel like I've got that chip, um, then I start getting these feelings back about myself that, you know, not feeling good about who I am, not feeling good about what I'm doing. And I've got to constantly keep that chip of, oh yeah, I like where I'm going. I like the things that I'm doing. I like this. I like the impact I'm making. And that's led to a lot of success, but at the same time, um, constantly making me question, okay, hey, let's recenter. Like, why are you doing what you're doing? Yeah. Um, and, and refocusing on that because, uh, yeah, I think that I think that's that that's what you were talking about is yeah. it's constantly tr- ha- tr- having to have that. And you and I have even talked about uh, maybe that's part of even the reason why we both work out so much as well mm-hmm. is um, I also, you know, somebody actually asked me the other day, like, why do you work out so much? And I was like, to be honest with you, like if I wasn't trying to uphold a certain look, I probably wouldn't work out ever. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, of course I want to be healthy, but it's probably more about the external look yeah. that I'm going for than anything else. And that may not be a good thing either, but it's just the truth. And so right. lots of the things that I do is for that reason. And so it does take a lot of uh, looking into myself and saying, okay, remember, like, why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. Why are we actually doing this? Remember what's important type of thing constantly. I mean, that's a, that's constantly something that I've had to force myself to remember, but I think that's part of this maturing process for me is actually realizing that on a regular basis. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that, and that goes perfectly into you had, you'd posted something a little while back on your Facebook. Um, and, and I've actually copied it here because, um, it, it's, it perfectly sums it up and how it's talking about that self-doubt. Um, and, and you'd, you'd headlined it. It can be easy to listen to the negative voices in our heads right now. And you went on to say about how you'd personally felt a battle every single day over the last few weeks to push down the negative thoughts, beliefs, and fears that keep coming up. And that you go on to say how we all have the ability to either give that negative talk a voice or not to give it a chance in hell. And so you need to choose to shut up that negative voice in your head every single day. And you, and you know, you talk about that each day is, de- is a decision to destroy the inner critic and come out on the other side victorious. Now, I, I love what you said about that because, um, you know, I, I don't know if we understand this enough to where it has to be a relentless daily pursuit to put in the reps mm-hmm. mentally. We can't just hit a point and then say, all right, we met, we met the criteria and then slack off because you will quickly go back the opposite direction. You're absolutely right. And that's exactly what I was feeling when I was, when I was writing that was just that it is, it's a daily struggle. And, and I know that I'm not the only one. I know that you guys listening and I know for you, Jason, it is as well. Like I, one way that I like to look at it is I feel like I'm constantly battling the devil literally every single day. Um, yeah. And I actually, my wife and I had an interesting conversation about this. Um, you know, my wife and I are constantly trying to better ourselves and, and do good. Um, and and we, were, we were on a walk the other day and I was like, babe, do you think, do you think there's anyone out there that just has 100% pure, clean thoughts every single day? And, and, and she was, you know, she was like, you know what? That's a really good question. I think there probably are. But, you know, I think for you and I, it's something that we battle on a regular basis. Like, like even small things like, uh, you know, when you're driving and somebody cuts you off, you know, you know, oh, that type man. of thing. It's like, does any, does anybody have pure clean thoughts on a regular basis? Oh. And so the way, the way that I like to look at it is this, you know, I've got to, I've got to battle the devil every single day. And, uh, and that's just part of a daily routine of pushing down those negative thoughts, replacing them with positives and keep moving forward. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, absolutely. It's, um, you know, <laughs> you said something funny there about, about being in traffic and driving is, um, I actually joked about this with my girlfriend the other day and how like we, we both, I think to most people would say that, you know, two, uh, two really kind, really sweet people. Like I know she is way better than I am. One of the kindest people in the world. And, but man, there's something about being behind the wheel where it's like, you need that outlet somewhere. And it's like, if somebody does something, it's just like, all of a sudden you see this side of like, ah, like you just, <laughs> you want to reach through the windshield and just kind of like slap somebody. It's like, what are you doing? Yes. <laughs> yep. but then like oh you my goodness, out, yeah. and then you're fine like you don't want to harm them you just like you need to just kind of like get that out in some way that's that's constructive instead of destructive and then and then you're done <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah. yeah 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 all right um so kind of piggybacking off of the self-doubt and trying to, to work hard to overcome that um I, i'm gonna i'm gonna stroke the ego a little bit for you here so you've written a very <laughs> a very well-received book in the entrepreneurial space of physical therapy regarding concierge practice you have a highly popular podcast that you co-host with your business partner david bailiff on the same topic you've created a coaching program and which is now merged into an even bigger coaching program with david to help other pt entrepreneurs and start and scale their mobile concierge practices 
Um, before that, you've started and sold a successful concierge practice. Um, has there ever been a time when you didn't think that these things could even happen? Um, like, like it's one thing to set the goals, but it's another thing to fully believe that you're the man 24 seven. Did you always think you could always do these things? Yeah, no, no, not, not at all. In fact, uh, you know, I openly share this all the time. Um, I was in literally the bottom five of our graduating class in PT school. Um, I barely graduated and, um, I, did not think very highly of myself. You know, I barely passed the boards. Um, and my, my confidence in myself was just in the, in the tanker when I graduated from PT school. Um, I, I, I've always had this external confidence, but then internally is a different story. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, and I dealt with that in a big way when I first became a physical therapist and obviously it started to grow and grow and grow the more, uh, further removed I, I came from school because I think school really just brought down my self-esteem to a really, really low level. Yeah. Um, and because I just wasn't good at it now, now, now when I, when I go out and treat people, that's where I thrive. And so, um, for me, it was a really big moment that I'm going to share right now is when I started to gain some success, um, uh, a, a, a classmate reached out to me and, uh, whether or not this is true, it was still, it was still um, a great compliment, but still made me reflect on what she said. And she said, um, she sent me a message on Facebook and she said, Josh, I just wanted to let you know, I never thought in a, in a million years that little quiet Josh would be the most successful person in our class in the field of physical therapy. Wow. And I don't know if that last portion is true, but, but the thing is, is, and I actually responded to her and I said, you know, thank you so much. I'm not going to say her name, but thank you so much. Um, I do appreciate that. Um, and, and what I, but there was that little moment in me where I was like little quiet, Josh, like I'm not, you know, I'm not so cool about that. Um, but, but it, it caused me to reflect a little bit. And I told her, I was like, you know, honestly, um, going through school, I did not believe in myself. I did not have confidence in what I was doing. In fact, I thought everyone else in our, in, in our entire class was so much well put together and smarter, more intellectual than me that I just stayed to myself and stayed super quiet and just talked with my soon to be wife, Shelby. Um, and that was it. And then, you know, the only time that people really saw uh, you know, my personality come out is when, when we were out drinking together after exams. <laughs> And so, uh, and, and, and I told her, I was like, yeah, you know, um, I was really quiet, but, but here's why. And, and, and here's why, you know, I'm no longer quiet anymore is because I've really found that self-esteem. And so we just got into a really good conversation and, uh, you know, she had some insights and things and it was just interesting to see that, that, uh, that, that was me in PT school, but now that it's a much different me now, just simply because of believing in myself and having self-esteem and confidence around what I'm doing. Mm. Mm. Dude, that's awesome. That that's that's got to be a really good feeling, you know, to to have that sort of of acknowledgement from somebody that you were probably intimidated by, you know. Um, yeah. In in what ways? Because you already touched on it with, you know, the being perceived by others as being quiet and reserved. So obviously, that was one sort of way that you had compensated for that that internal doubt and that insecurity about your academic performance. 
in, in what ways did you notice that, um, as you started out into your career or even, you know, cause it sounded like it was probably more career academic oriented than, than probably personally at the time. But how did you find yourself maybe trying to compensate now that you couldn't be quiet and reserved anymore? Yeah, I think, you know, that immediately stopped once I became, you know, a staff PT because you got to talk to people on a regular basis. Um, and I, I think, I think to be honest with you, it came in a different way. I, I was very good with my patients, but then very reserved with my employers. Um, and, and, uh, they, you know, it took a lot for me to trust them. And, uh, you know, I really don't think I gave them much opportunities to get to know me either. And so, um, I never got fired. In fact, all my bosses always loved me, but, uh, I I don't know if I really allowed them to get to know me too much. And that is a big reason why I had six jobs in four years when I first came out as a physical therapist, because I constantly was hopping around trying to find happiness, trying to find my spot, um, constantly having these excuses like, I don't like my boss, time to move on to the next one. Yeah. I don't like working with this type of population, time to move on to the next one. So I think that's kind of where where uh, it, it moved was just being more reserved at uh, really being a good employee. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was not a good employee. Um, I really wasn't. And so that's why it's great that I'm an entrepreneur now. But, uh, you know, anyway, I think that answers your question. Yeah, no, 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 you didn't because... <laughs> Because I, I totally identified with a, a piece of that that you said and that um, I, I noticed it in myself. And, and I've even heard this feedback from other people because, you know, there for a while, like I've done some contract jobs. I've, I've had multiple jobs already and I'm, you know, four years out of school. Um, and it's, it's one of those things. Where, and of course, like I've got my own business, my own practice. But um, again, it's, it's still more in the side hustle mode. It's not totally full-time yet. It's had to be like the last couple months, but, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where somebody said to me, they're like, you just show up and you just primarily talk to your patients and then that's it. And then you go home. I'm like, yeah, like that's, that's why I'm there. Like, <laughs> and it, and that's the hard thing. Cause I do like, after you said that, I started really reflecting, thinking that honestly, it's because like, I'm afraid that, one, I'll either share something with you that will make me feel comfortable here and I don't want to feel comfortable here. Mm-hmm. Two, um, I'm afraid that I might get found out is not being probably the most knowledgeable physical therapist in the history of the world. And you, you might know more than me. And yet my patients still get better and seem to have better rapport and and you know reach their outcomes faster. But... I'm afraid that academically you're going to challenge me and I don't want that. So I'm just going to show up, look at my schedule, talk to my patients, engage with them hundred percent and then go home. Bingo, man. That's, that's it. Like you just explained it because I couldn't explain it. Um, no. That's, that's it. I was always, I, I always felt like almost like a fraud and I was about to be found out. And that, uh, you know, you know, what if they found out how terrible of a student I was? What if they found out how, how, how bad I was academically? Like, what if they found out? And, um, and, and then all that was always leading to me feeling like I wasn't worthy of being a great physical therapist in our field was because I was just like, Oh man, like I got, 
I'm, I'm not as good as everybody else. But, uh, you know, later, later proved to, that, that I did have what it took to be, you know, a very good physical therapist. But, uh, but yeah, those were, those are the battles I dealt with too. And, th- and that's why I was so reserved with employers. It was just mm-hmm. like, Ooh, I don't want to be, I don't, I don't want you to get too close to me. <laughs> yep. yep. Wow. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Totally, totally relatable. Um, so after knowing you for the last couple of years, um, you're, and I was telling you this pre pre recording, you're one of the most disciplined and focused guys I think I've, I've ever known. And you've got a great deal of passion and excitement and I'm in, it comes across even in an audio recording. So I'm sure everybody can pick up on that if they don't know you already. Um, you know, I've, I've always been a very passionate and excitable guy myself, and I know it's a blessing and it's a curse. You know, um, what are, what are some of your greatest hurdles that you've had in your life with, you know, how your passion and your ability to become like really easily excited has been really beneficial, but then also in what ways has it been really detrimental? Yeah. So I'll explain the pattern that happens. And I've never shared this with anybody. The only person that sees this is my, is my, uh, my wife and possibly, um, you know, my mentors like, like Greg, and I've got another mentor named Danny, um, is, is this, I have the ability to go very fast, very quickly, but then the part that people do not see. And and with that comes a lot of level of discipline, Mm -hmm. you know, waking up at 5am and I'm like, all right, boom, let's get after it. Um, but the part that a lot of people don't see, and this actually happened a few days ago, um, this week is a complete burnout period. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm like, I'm like a, I'm like a fast car. Like a fast car is not designed to go fast all the time. And yeah. so I go, I go, I go 150 miles an hour and then I burn out 150 miles an hour, burn out 150 miles an hour, burn out. And so during those burnout periods, my discipline isn't as good. Um, but the cool thing is, is as I've seen, as I've grown, I know I need to fix that issue, but the burnout usually only lasts like one or two days now. Yeah. And then it's like back to 150 miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> and then, it, it, you know, my business partner, oh my gosh, thank God for him. But you, the part that most people don't see is I'm on the phone and I'm like, David, all right, man, we got to do this. 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 All right. We got to also work on this and this and this and this and this and this. And then some, I mean, some calls I can tell on the other end, he's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like I, I can't even keep up with you, man. Um, and, and that's me going 150 miles an hour. And then all of a sudden I, I burn out. So that that's the biggest struggle I deal with. Yes, I do have good discipline, but it does fall off at times as well. So. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's man. We're, I, I'm convinced more and more that we're the same person. I, that's my, my whole like struggle and focus has been like the downtimes are going to come. Like I've accepted that now. Uh, you know, I'm going to burn out. I'm just going to get so frustrated with like working so hard. And then maybe it didn't pan out the way I exactly wanted it to. Or I just no longer have the the same energy to put behind it. Um, how do how do I shorten those time frames? You know, that's that's the thing I'm actively working on, and it's one of those things where it's like I know that there's going to be highs and lows. The whole quest now is, and this can can transfer over to every aspect of life. You know, how do I eliminate the lows hmm. or minimize the lows? That's the whole focus I'm I'm seeking now. You know is trying to fit. And so like, what, what has happened in your case to be able to try and, and minimize that downtime? Uh, 
it, like I've, I, for me, I feel like I've, I've figured it out and this is helped by diving into my personality is, um, my wife actually kind of helped me to figure this out is I am, I am so attracted to intensity. Mm. You want me to go run five miles? Boom, done. You want me to do an intense CrossFit workout? Done. If you want me to go, uh, you know, lift a bunch of bags and, and put them in, you know, put them in the yard and spread mulch, boom, done. Like anything in, with intensity involved in it, yeah. I am so game. Like I could live my life with 100% intensity at all times. But what I've realized about myself is the more and more that I plug in, like time on my porch out here um, to read. Yeah. Like yesterday, I literally spent time in my little, my little uh, chair, my, my, uh, my little chair out there for an hour reading a book Yeah. and reading, reading the Bible, praying, devotional, those things. And even meditation, I'm not a meditation type guy, but I try every once in a while. I'm terrible at it, but I try. And, but, but basically what I've realized is activities that slow me down, even I just came across this during these COVID-19 days is uh, running and not trying to get a freaking all-time record like I always do. Like I always look at my my app and I'll be like, all right, last time I ran an uh, average of eight minutes and 20 seconds. All right, I got to beat that today. It's just like, no, 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 no. I'm just going to run at a slow pace, nine minutes, nine minutes and 30 seconds, 10 minutes a mile. And I'm just going to allow myself to think and listen to some, to some worship music. And uh, that's what I'm going to go do. Wow. Activities that slow me down. Yeah. That's, that's the key for me at least. Yeah. Wow. No, that's, that's something um, that, that kind of reaffirms something I've discovered too in the last, you know, month or two is that, you know, what's something I would normally never do that can totally take my mind away from that inner uh, drive to just be like, I should be doing this. I need to be doing this. I have to be doing this. I, I'm not doing enough of this. I need to do this. And, um, and just be like, you know what, to slow those thoughts down, I need to go do something I, a normally would never do. And two, force me to slow down and, and take my headspace somewhere totally different. And so that's where I've done like with running too. Um, I've, again, I used to just try and see like, how fast can I do this? I know other people run it this fast. How much faster can I run it? And I'm not a runner. So it's stupid for me to try and compare myself to somebody else that is a runner. And so having that self-awareness, like you said, of just knowing that, look, this is what I'm guilty of doing. So I need to just try and intentionally stop myself from doing that and just enjoy the moment. So that's something I picked up on from what you said is just learning to be more present in the moment instead of being present in the headspace of where you should be in the future or where you've been Mm -hmm. in the past. It's how do I stop and enjoy this moment right now? And, um, yeah, I, that's, I think that's a beautiful thing that, that not many of us either recognize or even know how to execute. Yeah. And I think part of it is, is learning to set your own pace too, right? Like let's stay on this running track. Um, when you run with someone, cause you're just as competitive as I am. If I run with my wife, you better believe I'm being my wife. <laughs> if I run with my brother, you better believe I'm running. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to try to beat my brother, even though he's like a gazelle. Yeah. He's like a, he's like 130 pounds and he runs, he, he's ridiculous at running, but I'm still going to try and beat him. Sure. Um, and so what I realized though is, but I got to run my own race. And so when you run with somebody, either you're setting the pace or they're setting the pace, right? 
And so I started to look at it this way is in life, either I'm setting the pace or I'm setting the pace to somebody else's pace. And which one am I going to choose? And so for me, it's just constantly looking at, okay, I can't go, I can't go run a five minute mile for the rest of my life. So what pace, what am I going to do to slow myself down and, and, and run my own race, run my uh, run at my own pace, because that's going to get me you know, to make a larger impact and to, and to do all the things that I want to do without really burning myself out and possibly even sacrificing my health. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, that's, that's been the biggest kind of story running in my head is, Hey, are you setting the pace or are you allowing somebody else to set the pace for you? Mm. Wow. Yeah. I think we all need to let that sink in for a second. Um, that's huge. That's huge. Something uh, that I, that I want to get into, and, and again, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but um, you know, something that we were even talking about pre pre recording, and something I'd known about you um, at, at least from the last time that we'd spoken, was that there's you're involved in some stuff that not a lot of people know about, and I, I think that's that's admirable. I think it's really commendable because it's when you do things that are um, as a way to get involved in your community or to give back or to create impact and influence and benefit the lives of other people. You know, I think as guys, a lot of us are really guilty of the whole, like, Hey, look at me, like, here's what I'm doing. And then you really have to question that person's intentions. You know, are you doing this for the recognition or are you doing it out of a genuine intention? And I think in your case, it's out of genuine intention. So uh, do you care to share a little bit about uh, what you're involved in outside of your business, outside of your coaching? Yeah. And just to be honest, just like we have on this podcast, like uh, yeah, I'd love to share, but uh, you know, honestly, I didn't do the greatest job this quarter because of everything going on. And so I'm, I'm busting my butt behind the scenes right now to, to make it right. But basically uh, started I'm the chapter leader for guys who give, here in Dallas. And basically the whole premise is a group of guys that gets together once a quarter and uh, decides on a local nonprofit that they uh, want to give to and, uh, and, and giving a hundred dollars each or more to, uh, to that. And then basically banding together to, to give a a great amount. And so we, we actually started our first event, um, uh, last, last quarter before this whole COVID-19 started and, gave to an awesome um, uh, nonprofit here in Dallas called Task Force Dagger, which basically helps, um, you know, uh, uh, veterans and their families who have medical issues and need medical care. Um, so, you know, we, we it, it was a small donation because it was our first event ever, but, uh, but still, you know, something that I know they were really thankful for. So it's definitely something that I'm passionate about and want to continue to grow here in the Dallas area. But um, yeah, appreciate you bringing it up. Yeah. No, man, that's, I think that's amazing. That's one of the things that, um, you know, I think that, that a lot of, of guys need to be a little bit more cognizant of is, and myself included is trying to find ways to get involved in things that aren't necessarily identified with who you think you are as a professional or whatever, you know, it's something that's greater than yourself. And I think that that's, that's, something that's totally underutilized. Um, and that's, I think that's amazing that you've been able to, to not only have the, the dedication and the vision to 
want to see the need for something like that, but then the, the also what it takes to organize something like that. And like you said, I mean, stuff's come up. It's, it's, you know, distractions occur, uh, intentions start shifting elsewhere. And so things can get kind of put on the back burner accidentally. Um, but something that's really commendable is how hard you're working out to not just make it right, but then go above and beyond, uh, to try and get yeah. caught up and then, and then really, uh, try to make good on that. So, Dude, that's that's incredible. Um, I, I think that again, like I've already said, more of us need to be doing stuff like that, and so that's inspirational to me. And so I appreciate you not only sharing that but doing that. So um, one of the things, yeah, yeah, um, one of the things that uh, that I want to kind of touch on real quick before we we hop off here is what uh, what's next for you, and and what do you feel like you need to do next internally in order to get there. Yeah, I think I think what's next is is really number one being very satisfied with where myself and my business partner are at in our business and continuing to grow but not being becoming obsessed with growing too quickly. That's where I really feel like we are right now because you know, you know when you learn in business and and I know you know this Jason and I know others of you that listen to this is when you become too obsessed with growth you also forget to enjoy what's currently going on. You, 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 you miss the present, right? And I feel like that's happened a lot uh, recently with me specifically. I can't speak for my partner, but, um, but I think that what's next for us is to really be, really be fully present with our current situation, current students, be there for them, continue to help them grow. They've had massive success and, um, you know, it's been, it's been a lot of fun to watch. Um, but then also, also continuing to grow, but, um, not being obsessed with just becoming, uh, coach, you know, coaches with massive numbers, because I think that's where I was going. And I think I needed, I've, I've kind of, again, pulled myself back and slowed down a little bit and said, Hey, enjoy this right now. So that's next. And then also just trying to figure out ways that we can continue to impact the physical therapy community and beyond. So our, our big goal and big ambition is to not only impact physical therapists, but to move outside of that as well into just the entrepreneurial space as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And just to inspire and to help in any way that we can. So that's the big part. And then, and then the other big part for me is just this continual journey of becoming the best husband and the best father that I can be. Um, especially being new to this whole fatherhood thing. Um, our little guy's only a year and a half old and my wife and I would love if, if God would bless us with another child as well. And you know, it's, it's, it's tough being a dad. So I'm trying, I feel like I'm continually learning how to, uh, to to be a good dad and and to show up and to be everything that, um, I want to be for our little guy, Hudson. Yeah. Wow. So would you say that, that that's been a lot of your intention between or behind this, this schedule change that you've made? Cause I know yeah. if you want to share a little bit about how you've, you've shifted your schedule and your intentions there. Yeah. So, so I've made, I've made some really big changes and it, it's still a work in progress guys. But basically what I realized was almost in, probably three out of the five nights during the week, I was doing something at night. Um, and then also I was working five out of five days during the week. And so I really am forcing myself to look at my schedule and say, you know, for example, I have a Facebook group and I usually do a uh, Facebook live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. 
Yep. I basically took that and I said, okay, I'm going to do 8 a.m. Central now um, because I, like my family needs to come first. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love you guys in this group and we've grown it to like a thousand members. Fantastic. Um, but honestly, my family does need to come first. And, and it, was, it, it all came from one thing is, is uh, I, I was listening to one of those motivational YouTube videos and it basically said, look at your schedule and it will show you what your actually what what your actual priorities are in your life. And I looked at my schedule and I was like, if somebody looked over my shoulder and looked at my schedule, there is no chance in hell they would say that my family is a priority. Wow. And so I, I, I re-looked at everything. And so now what it looks like and why we're even doing this podcast on a Friday is that I've actually I actually have Mondays and Fridays off from coaching. Um, I plan on doing coaching Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, opening up spots if our students need them. But then um, only two nights a week, I'm doing something at night. But then that frees up a lot of time in between to where now I'm able to, with my wife and our son, um, basically able to have breakfast and lunch with them every single day. Um, you know, dinner, dinner is always, you know, uh, it's sometimes I've got stuff going on at night because our, our students need help at at night usually because some of them work full time as well. Yeah. But, uh, but being able to just free up those moments, um, has been really amazing. Like to even small things like getting off of a coaching call and having 30 minutes to go outside and, you know, play in the water with my little guy and do little things like that has just has opened up a whole new world for us. And I just, I plan on continuing to try to make that perfect schedule because if my family is not happy and I'm not serving them first, then, then um, I'm not going to show up as the best coach and the best business owner that I can be either. So that's what, that's what I'm doing right now. Man, that is so awesome. And that. Dude, that, that's such a struggle, I think, for, for so many men is thinking that, you know, we've got this, this mindset of, you know, like we have to provide and we have yeah. to go do this. But then it's like at the expense of what, you know, because it's so easy to fall in that trap of like, well, without my without this income and without my, my productivity with my business, then I'm not going to be able to be able to provide for my family and, and feed them and keep a roof over their heads. Um, but then it's, it's like nobody really wants to take a good look at how do you toe that line and avoid losing out on your family and losing out on those memories and that time with them. Because isn't that why you started the business to begin with? You got it. And it takes, it takes, a, it takes a, serious, a serious look at it to really say, really, why am I doing this? Because I have been telling myself all along, yeah, I'm doing this for my family. I'm doing this to provide. I've got to be the provider. My wife wants to be a stay-at-home mom. I got to provide. I got to provide. I got to provide. But then, you know, even having conversations with my wife where she's asking me, hey, Josh, really, why are you doing this? You know, I know you say you've got to provide, but we're doing fine. And like, when is it going to stop? And so, you know, realize I'm glad that that happened so young in our business to now where I'm, I'm, I'm reflecting a lot and asking myself those questions on a regular basis why are you doing this? Um, it's not just to provide like you've got, if you're not there for your family, then you're not providing that emotional side either. So, you know, there's a lot more than just freaking financial, right. Um, and there's the emotional side of it as well. And if you're not there emotionally, 
then, then what's the point? That's the point that I, I, I truly believe God's put us on this earth to, to, to be with people and have happy moments with people and to spread happiness and to spread joy to other humans. Yeah. Like if you're not doing that and I'm just spending all my time in my office grinding away to make some extra dollars for my family so that I can provide for them, then I'm not, and I'm not providing for them emotionally, then, then, then really I'm not, I'm not doing anything. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. so it's, it was this crazy revelation for me to say, dude, hold up. Like you've got to change a lot of things in your life right now. So. Yeah, dude, that's, I think there's so many of us that, that hide behind that altruistic motivation of I'm doing this for them. Well, are you, or are you doing it for you? Mm-hmm. You know, are you trying to prove something to yourself? Or are you trying to prove something to other people? Or are you genuinely doing it because like you love your family so much that you want them to have these things and have this life without you, you know, and that's a hard pill to swallow. Yeah, it it really is. And I'm glad we talked about it to end this because I think it's probably something that every man can relate with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, Dude, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's really anywhere else that we should go after that. I think that's a perfect way to, to stop this. So thank you so much for your time. How, how can people know more about you and, and find you and follow you and what you do for other people? Yeah, so, I mean, you can reach out to me, uh, Josh Payne on Facebook um, and uh, on Instagram uh, at the Concierge PT. Um, if you even want to f- find out more about, uh, what the, the organization that, that, uh, Jason and I talked about, it's guys who give.org. Um, and Hey, if you ever want to make a donation, it's donate.guyswhogive.org. Um, and we're doing our best to just make a local impact, um, on the Dallas community here. So, um, multiple ways to reach out, but uh, I'd love to, to talk with anybody that, uh, that, that resonates with anything. That's awesome. Josh, man, thank you so much for, for not only coming on here and, and giving your time on a Friday morning, um, but, but also just the, the message that you were able to share. Because uh, I know that there's a lot of people that, that might already know you that listen to this podcast, but then I know there's a lot of people that don't. And for them to be able to, I think, see men who are perceived as being successful in their businesses and in their lives, uh, to be able to hear that they struggle with the same things that we all struggle with and then how they've been able to try and work on that process of, of growth and change and evolving, knowing that it's not a finished product and it never will be, but understanding the process that's, that it's involved and the awareness and the intention daily to put forth that effort. So, man, thank you so much for, for just a really inspirational message today and for your time and just for everything that you're doing, uh, man, keep it up, brother. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. I, I've, I've loved this conversation and it was, it was the perfect way to start the day. So I appreciate you having me on. Awesome, man. Thank you so much, guys. Reach out to Josh. I'll put all his contact stuff um, in the show notes and uh, yeah, we'll catch up soon. So that's it for this episode of Becoming a Better Man. If you found this episode helpful or interesting, something that you could apply to your everyday life, please post on your social media platforms what your takeaway was from this episode as well as taking a screenshot with the tag becoming a better man. So that way we can help spread the word on Instagram and Facebook and help get more men aligned with their purpose 
trying to become better every day for themselves, their communities, and their families. 